Any, you have good questions? I usually do. Perfect. <laughs>
I, I just wasn't the best person. Okay. Who of us was? Exactly. Like that you know, point. I was, yeah, 18, I was a skate park rat. You know, I really just did whatever I wanted. I didn't have much of a family. So I, uh, you know, once I once I met Kelsey, <clears throat> for the first year I was that same person. And then uh, the second year I really had a comfortableness and, like, a sense of who I wanted to be. And uh, that's when I really kind of fell in love with her and how much she's helped me throughout my life and, uh, and continues to. But, um, you know, it, it, just, it just wasn't enough. You know, so uh, so it was that comfort that you found with yourself that allowed you to appreciate who she was. Correct. Yeah, and it was it was pretty gnarly. You know, it was um, I never kind of felt anything like it before. You know, and it's just it's just one of those things that once you find yourself so comfortable around someone that you don't really want it to go away. Yeah. You know, and um, it was just one of those things. And you know, and when we broke up, it was on like a Friday, and I was in South Carolina one Sunday. <laughs> like it was just like, see you later. Um, didn't really care. Uh, wasn't really going anywhere in Michigan. You know, yeah. I was uh, a big BMX kid. And then when I moved to South Carolina, I started uh, that welding job. I worked on a, a Porsche, Porsche race team, actually. Yeah, so cool. it was super rad. Um, did a lot of, like, their lead welder and fabricator. Did a lot of race cars. And uh, really just traveled all over the country and went to all these race events. And it was... It was awesome. You know, it was like, didn't really have too many worries. You know, I was in just like hotel room to hotel room. But um, it gets old pretty fast. Yeah. You know, it's, there's no there's no home, you know, really. There is, but there isn't. I think that's something we all seek. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a person, sometimes it's a place. Correct. Um, how about this place? Captain Stogie, you're the owner now. I am. Um, how did that fall into your life? So... Yeah, so after Charleston, um, once Kelsey moved down, we stayed there for about a year, and uh, we just didn't really, we didn't have anything there, really. So uh, we sold everything we had, um, motorcycles, you know, cars, and we bought, like, this really old RV from a blind dude, <laughs> and uh, it was pretty crazy. So we spent about four months renovating it, and then we just took off in, uh, in March of two years ago. So uh, we had some money, we had a weird van, and uh, we just traveled across the country, and our goal was to, to go to California. Wow. Um, we were supposed to move to Southern California to pursue my, my BMX career, but uh, we found ourselves needing money a lot sooner. Uh, the gas on the RV wasn't the best. Yeah, so, um, I would imagine not. We did some work camping jobs. We, end, uh, we ended up in Truckee working at just like an, uh, an RV park, you know, a while uh, <clears throat> in the summer. And then, uh, it was seasonal, so all my friends were saying, like, go to Santa Cruz, it's super dope, mm -hmm. you know, it's the mountain bike mecca, and I was, like, you know, all about it, so we visited Santa Cruz, and uh, there was just something about it I didn't, I didn't like, you know, it was, it was, it was kind of interesting, I couldn't find what downtown was, you know, <laughs> and uh, we were just getting more job offers in Monterey, or, sure. you know, welding job offers, so uh, we parked the van on the side of the ocean, and... Um, you know, uh, I ended up with a welding job just a block away from here, and uh, I worked there. I was working there for about three months, and I found myself falling right back into the lifestyle that I was doing in Charleston, mm. you know, just in a different place. And uh, the people that I was surrounding myself with weren't really the most positive, influential people. Yeah. You know, like the typical iron workers, I mean, you know, amazing people, some nice, some not. 
but uh, I just didn't want to do it. I, I moved away from Charleston to change my career path. Mm. So uh, I met uh, the previous owner, kind of word to mouth, and through like bike riding. And uh, he pitched me the idea of like he wanted to open a coffee shop, and uh, you know I was all about it. But I was like, dude, I don't know anything about coffee or opening a business. I didn't even like coffee at the time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So um, I quit my. He told me to quit my job the next day, so I did, and uh, I just dug in. I mean, he sent me down to Southern California to this, uh, this place called the Common Room. They trained me for like two weeks. And then um, espresso machines. Yeah, just espresso machines. You know, just kind of surrounding myself with like the coffee life and you know what it was all about. And I kind of fell in love with more of like the community behind coffee before I fell in love with yeah. coffee. And um, I was I was so it was so fascinating that you know I I kind of always said like with race religion you know whoever you are you know you can kind of put it inside or aside and uh, have a conversation with someone over one simple liquid you know it's either beer or coffee yeah. where it's either a first date or you know anything really I took a class last semester called systems thinking the professor wrote an entire like t- tens of pages long paper about how coffee is a catalyst mm-hmm. for not just you know your average everyday conversation but for ideas that you might not otherwise have uh, and it's totally it's across cultures yeah. Uh, this is a place that brings people together for all sorts of reasons, but I can't think of anything bad that's ever come from a cup of coffee for me. Yeah. As far as conversations go. Very true. Wow. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when did you actually take over this space as the owner? You and your brother, right? Are co-owners? Uh, no, actually, my brother no longer works for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's Kelsey and I. Gotcha. Um, you know, we uh, July 19th is when I took over. Uh, so almost coming up one year now. 2018. Okay. 2018. Wow. What are you going to yeah. do for the big anniversary? It's going to be rad. Yeah. You know, we're going to have a DJ in here. Oh, that's you awesome. Know, we're gonna, it's just going to be a big party. Maybe give away some free espressos. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Keep people up all night. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I took over July 19th, or we did. And uh, the first day, I almost burned the place down. Sweet. <laughs> I was uh, I was figuring out how to roast because the first day I took it over I, ha- I had to learn how to roast coffee, wow. and um, I had about an hour session with uh, with Jared from Cat Club Coffee, and uh, an amazing person, very influential, and he uh, taught me how to roast coffee in, in about an hour, wow. and uh, gave me like a one page sheet of like this is what you need to do here's a few temperatures to work with, and um, I just dug right in, and that's that that's, machine over yeah, there, the that roaster, black cylinder, the roaster right behind me. Wow. So all the beans that are consumed and sold here, are they roasted here? Are they roasted right here? Wow. And where yeah. do they come from? Um, all over. I mean, you know, all of the Africans, you know, Ethiopian, Kenyans, you have some Indonesians. Uh, I think we have, yeah, we have the Peru, Guatemala, and, uh, Brazilian, and uh, so many more. Yeah. And you know, it's all like, single origin, right? Uh, it's all single origin, and then I make a few blends from those. Gotcha. So I don't do any, like... Uh, Post blend roasts, I haven't yet. Um, there's a few things you can do. You can buy some, you know, cheaper blends. But uh, I really like to focus on, you know, everywhere I've easily I've I've had an espresso or just a coffee that like when I started liking coffee, I found it that it was just like the typical chocolatey, chocolatey and nutty espresso. Yeah. And I didn't. It was everywhere I went, so there was nothing different. And uh, I realized here when I was at the common room that. Um, the Australians kind of focus on like a sweeter espresso, so something like really fruity and citrusy. And I really found that different, and I really enjoyed it because I didn't really like coffee. 
But when I tasted that, I was like, whoa, this tastes like blueberries. Like, I was like, this is super cool. Some of my favorite coffees have that very note that you're talking about, that blueberry note. I don't know what exactly it is, but... It's super cool. I mean, half the people that come in here take a sip of an espresso or a cappuccino, and it's like, they've never experienced it like that before. And, you know, it's, it's amazing to see on their face of just, like... It seemed like they just had their real first cup of coffee. Yeah. I mean, I've had coffee just about every place in Monterey. You know, you go up the street a little bit. Some of your competitors, they make good coffee, you know, mm-hmm. everyday coffee. But every espresso, to me, otherwise, kind of tastes the same unless you go to a craft kind of coffee yeah. place like this where you guys pay attention to the beans, you pay attention to temperatures, and God knows what else yeah. over behind that machine. <laughs> so much. I mean, it's, how, how, much, how many espressos do you think you taste in a day? I mean, uh, when we when we're busy, we tell people that they have to taste the espresso about every half an hour. Wow. Yeah, and you're more than welcome. You know, a lot of our employees will, you know, spit it back out, so you're not getting overcaffeinated yeah. because that's deadly. It is deadly, and being a barista is a lot of hard work. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't think about it. It's like it's almost you know you give your bartender a lot more respect than a barista, but really it's the same thing. Yeah. And you were operating this place. Basically, just you, Kelsey, and was it your brother? Basically, at the time when it first began. <clears throat> yeah, when we first began, we opened it with uh, my brother as an employee, and then Kelsey and I as owners. What were those days like? It was gnarly. You know, when we first opened back up, you know, from it was only a week that it transitioned from the previous owner uh, to to me, and um, opening back up, we really didn't know what to expect. You know, there was a lot of drama around town about it, and. Uh, we posted a few things on Instagram, like asking if they wanted to be back open, kind of doing a little yeah. thing. And um, I mean, we opened the doors back up, and it was just like just people just like flooded in. You know, we, we already built such kind of a small community and of the face of this that it brought everyone together. Yeah, I mean, so, this is prime location, but yeah. it's more than that. It is. And, you know, I, I actually really like that we're off the main strip. You know, it gives people kind of that local feel. Yeah. Of, if it were know, on Alvarado Street, it would be a little different. It would be. You yeah. know, I don't think it'd be the same. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, this this space of it being so open and airy and just a lot of the natural light, and especially off the beaten path, I think, you know, really draws people in. Yeah. You know, they feel like they have to find it almost. I, I literally stumbled upon this place one day as I was riding my bike through yeah. here. And I didn't, I didn't go in the first time, but... After a while, I couldn't resist because mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't call myself a connoisseur of coffee so much as if there's a coffee shop, I'm going to try. Yeah. Uh, what do you think keeps people coming back here besides the fact that you make espresso that tastes not only different but just better? Mm-hmm. But it, it's more than that. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say it's our sense of community. You know, I mean, everyone here that works here is just genuinely happy that they're here. You know, I mean, you walk through our door. If it's the garage door or the front door, I mean, you're either getting, you say, people are saying hello to you the yeah. second you walk in the door. I can attest. And, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, people, they like it. They like feeling a sense of they are a part of something. Mm. You know, and that's really what we try to accomplish here is, like, you're not just a, cu- a customer. Like, you mean actually a lot to us. You know, it's um, in the mornings, man, like, Monday mornings. Like, this place is, is it's not a cafe. It's a, it's a dispensary of coffee. <laughs> You know, like it's a good way to put it. People are coming in here in whatever mood they're in, and it is my job or our job to make that person have a better day. Mm. You know, it's the first thing that they're doing, and if you get a shitty cup of coffee, your day's not starting right. Right. Or if that person is not talking to you or just says, like, oh, you know, uh-huh, instead of thank you. There's so many different, like, just words that you can use to 
bring people in and have them be involved. And just a sense of communication between people like, you know, here, I don't, I don't have everyone be so professional. Like, no, welcome in. You know, I'm yeah. so happy we're here. Like, no, dude. Like, and that's have a, a conversation. Yeah. Frankly, that's a relief. It is. You, know? you guys are very sensitive, I think, to your customer base. Mm-hmm. And not, and we don't feel like customers when we're in here. You, I think you know that. But that's like a you have to cultivate that environment. It, yeah. How do you pick these guys? It's hard. I mean, I know they're in ear, they're in earshot. Hopefully, they're not paying yeah. too much attention. But it, it's it's really hard, you know. I think that's one of the, the the hardest things I've ever done in life is managing people. You know, like coming from like a welding fabrication standpoint, I didn't have to deal with too many. It's pretty individual work. It's pretty individual yeah. work, and like I've I've noticed that how much I actually do enjoy people. Like one of the things we say here is like, you know, we're not in the business of coffee; we're in the business of people, and it just happens to be coffee. But uh, you know, how we choose people is. You know, it's, we have a very interesting, you know, it's just almost different questions, you know, in an interview. Like, every every interview you go to, they want to know your work experience, they want to know, you know, a little bit about you, but I think it's really getting to know that person and, like, asking those weird questions to make those, that person feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, I think you always get yeah. the best answers when people are uncomfortable. For sure. And it's just like, I'm not, I mean, people aren't going to, like, show up to an interview and ask you what your favorite food is. You know, <laughs> like, what makes you mad? <laughs> You know, it's just like one of those things where, like, I want to actually get to know you. I want to know your personality. Like, are you a people person? You know, I can teach anyone how to make coffee, but I can't teach people how to love people. That's what I'm trying to tell all the places I'm applying for jobs right now. (laughs) Yeah, you can teach me land use regulations, but can you teach compassion? Exactly. Can you teach appreciation for all the different income levels and, you know, like, people's heritage? Mm -hmm. Like, not everybody picks up on that necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Yeah. I went to so school for it. <laughs> this is a whole other kind of school, though. Yeah, it is. And that's like, I just, I, I want people that are just genuinely love people yeah. and actually do want to start a conversation with you. You know, that's that's really it. And like I said, I can teach, you know, just about anyone how to make coffee and if they want to learn. You know, it's all about the effort, mm-hmm. you know, what that people, what, the, what those people are willing to take. Yeah. You know, it's not just a job. It's a sense of community. You Have know? you ever had to let somebody go? I did actually. I've let go of one person. Um, <laughs> it was it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. Because uh, you want me to go in depth? I want you to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Let's get let's get uncomfortable. <laughs> um, yeah. It was it was one of the hardest things I've done because it was a a kid that just came out of high school. Um, he's had a few jobs, but uh, you know I sent this ad out and I. On Craigslist, and I just I, I just saw people, it the other day. I yeah. saw one of them. Oh well, yeah, I, I posted one of the first ones I did was like, don't tell me like your your work history. Don't tell me this. Just tell me what you like to do, and yeah. tell me about yourself. And this kid was really the only person that replied with this huge email saying that like, you know, he loved, he, loved, he, he loves who we are. Like he's a skydiver. He does all these rad things. And I was like, this kid seems really cool. And he's like, he spent some time on this email. Hmm. You know, so um. He came in, he started working, and uh, it just didn't, it just wasn't working. Yeah. You know, and he was, he was fresh out of high school, and he really reminded me of myself when I was 18. You know, he had a lot of compassion and a lot of drive, but it just, it just wasn't there. It seems like, you know, this generation, I think, is a little harder, you know, to really get attention those people. Attention spans can be Yeah, the attention too. spans, and I wouldn't say it. Like a mean with like the common sense, mm. you know. Yes, yeah. it's, it's 
lot of that comes with time. It does come with time, and you know, working with someone that's you know 18 years old, you know, is a little hard. Yeah. You know, especially you know, coming from maybe not the best family that hasn't given him much like drive to go out and do his own thing. You know, so that's like I gave him. He didn't have a car, so he was, you know, he was really focused on like his parents were getting him rides, and you know, he was he was always late. You know, and it was just like one of those things where like. I tried to work with him so many times, and like like I said, he reminded me of myself a lot, and he had the love for people, but it really just wasn't it wasn't yeah. working out, and I had to fire him, and it was really hard. I'm sure because you know you want to create an impact with that person, you know, you want to create like everything you can do so that person can you know do better on their next job and succeed. You know, that's kind of the whole goal here. It's like I don't care if you work with me for you know two months or five years. What can what can I do here that can impact you to make you a better person in life? So, I did my best, but hey, it just you, didn't work out. You can't win them all. I can't. And maybe one day he'll be back, ready right. to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having I mean, learned I wish, from the experience, because I'm sure he learned from that experience too. Yeah, and I wish nothing but the best of people. Yeah. You know, it's not it's nothing personal. It just sucks that I have to say it's business. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel you, man. Well. This business is not just an opportunity to make people's day with coffee, but mm-hmm. also you mentioned kind of a, a, not a slogan, but a series of things that matter to you as far as... A mission. A mission. Yeah. So could, repeat that phrasing for me. So our mission is to be in tandem with our crew, our community, and our earth. So with all the listeners, if you don't know what Captain Stoker means, it is the two positions on a tandem bicycle. The front's the captain, the rear is the Stoker. Got so it. that's where the name Captain Stoker comes from. I did not know now, that. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, that was the original owner's name, you know, and they were big tandem riders. But uh, I, am, I am a cyclist, but I didn't. I've, I never really rode tandems a lot. I more fell in love with the philosophy behind it, as in working together to create a common goal. Hmm. Um, so our mission kind of reflects from that is that you know we're in tandem with our crew, so. You know, everything that I do here is the majority for them. Like, I want to make the people here, you know, the happiest that I can make them and make them into the person that they want to become. If it's, you know, just a, a better barista or working in a way into management or either going so far to be a Q grader, which is like a wine kind of like some sommelier? Yeah. Sommelier. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, for coffee. But for coffee, yeah. A Q grader is like, you know, you can... Sommelier. That's really what it is. And, uh, you know, we're willing to support them in kind of anything they do. Sure. For instance, there was a girl that actually left here because she got a new job in what she wanted to do. Totally support her for it. Um, she was a high school student, and uh, she didn't have the best family life. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was a dancer in high school, and she would, like, choreograph some things. And so all of the crew here would go to her dance recitals, <laughs> you know, just support her because wow. no one else really would. That's something. It is something. Yeah. You know, it, it makes them feel a part of something more than just a job. So, you know, that's just a good example of entangling with our crew. Um, when it comes to our community, it's really what this, this place is all focused behind. Um, we do, we are booked through pop-ups through, like, May. You know, different artists that can come up here through... Oh, yeah, I've seen people selling their, you yeah. know, their art, their tchotchkes, jewelry, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, really anything cool. that brings people in here that wouldn't normally step foot in a cafe. You know, just a sense of, oh, this place is super rad, it's very welcoming, and I can buy some cool stuff, you know, some anything from natural honeys to earrings. Right. You know, it's it's pretty rad, and it's it brings even more of the community together, as in, 
just being a part of something. And, uh, you know, like I said, that's kind of our whole drive of making people feel comfortable coming into a space that doesn't have any outlets, you know, and has a ginormous community table. That that's another. Qu- I mean, <laughs> I just spied one over there. I think yeah. for the first time. But that's that has to be an intentional choice, not it, to provide outlets. Correct. It is. Um, and I'm obviously I, I still bring my equipment in here, but it does limit how much time you can spend depending on your battery. True. It also, I'm sure, causes people to turn their heads up a little bit mm-hmm. and maybe observe the people around them. A little bit. Exactly, and that's really. I'll finish the mission statement real quick and then we can dive Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Please. So, going from our community and then to our Earth, you know, I feel like this generation is much more knowledgeable on, I guess, like our Earth yeah. and that we only kind of get one of them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, anything, I mean, there's just so much waste, you know, throughout. Just, like, watch any, like, Blue Planet, <laughs> you know, like, documentaries. You know, like, the amount of plastic that people use is pretty pretty terrible. Yes. You know, so everything that we use here is uh, is compostable. Right. You know, cups, sleeves, straws. No lids. trees were harmed in the making. No of trees cups. were harmed in the making. Yeah, they're all corn. They're all corn cups. <laughs> Pretty cool. I dig that. Um, and at the least, you know, things are recyclable. We try to do as, as little waste as possible. Um, but yeah, you know, it's little things that I think so try to make things a little better. You guys are probably doing just fine using this sustainable supply of. Cups. I mean, so I, I just want everyone out there to hear this. Like, yeah. you can run a successful business, a coffee shop, and still be sustainable. For sure. All things relative. Obviously, there's always room for improvement. Definitely. As those products emerge, I'm sure you guys will be the first to adopt. I mean, somewhere, <laughs> somewhere around the front of the pack. Yeah. But what? I mean, take it easy. Um, when did you make that choice to make sure that this place was going to be as earth-friendly as it could possibly be? I don't think it was really like a decision that we had to make. Wow. I think it was just like, why would you want to? Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone that, you know, comes in here, or we post a picture of like a cup, you know, like the, the amount of comments on Instagram that are like, oh, is that is that compostable though? You know, it's just like, it wasn't really damn a decision. Right yeah, yeah, you're damn yeah. right it is. <laughs> and, um, you know, I don't, yeah, like I said, like, I don't think it was really a decision. Like, yes, they're cheaper, and yes, you can buy them in, like, I mean, we can buy our cups in bulk right now, but too, but, like, dude, you can buy, you know, thousands of paper cups for, you know, like, a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but what are you doing to improve something? You know, like, what are you doing to pay it forward? You know, like, the smallest things that, that matter. You know, like, where is this cup going to end up? Right. Or where is this straw going to end up? You know, around a turtle's neck? <laughs> or in the landfill somewhere? Seriously. Yeah, you know? I mean, so do you think that's like a generational thing that where it's almost just like a default setting to be earth-friendly? Or do you think that's something that kind of emerged into here on the West Coast? Um, I think it actually is more on the West Coast. Yeah. You know, just because I feel like, I don't know, the millennials, you know? (laughs) Whatever we are. Yeah, Yeah. whatever we are. (laughs) Um, I want to say they just... I don't know, I don't want to be... I want to say they just care a little more. You know, I guess in different aspects. You know, anywhere from, you know, into politics Mm -hmm. to just taking care of the earth a little bit more. Yeah. You know, with all of the, you know, people wanting to, like, drill in national parks. Like, you know, like, why? You know, I understand, like, whole fossil fuels thing and everything like that, but, you know, just being a sustainable and doing what you can just to improve something just a little bit. Yeah. 
it all it all works. It all helps. I I try to I like to think of it as like if you can why why wouldn't you exactly try to do your part exactly. So this place, you know, who knows what the footprint or lack thereof is in the larger scheme of things. Mm-hmm. But as long as there are people like you and Kelsey setting sort of an example, mm-hmm. I feel like there's hope. Yeah, I have. There are plenty of reasons not to feel that way sometimes. Yeah, but, uh, it's pretty terrible, you know. Like I, uh, I won't mention any names. That's all right. But I was told the other day of a restaurant in Monterey that um, that had multiple different, uh, you know, recycling, food compost, and uh, trash, mm. like different bins that you could, uh, you know, put things in. Yeah. Um, and I was told that. They put that there just to make people think they do it, but at the end of the day, just they just fall collab it into a trash can. That's and I was like, you know, yeah, like you're honestly taking that much work to do it, and then not even doing it. Well, I guess that that's literally like it's terrible. And you know, there, I've been hearing news lately that a lot of people who used to buy American recyclables, recycled goods, or black. The stuff that we throw into the blue bins used to yeah. go to China, and now China's not buying it anymore. So what we're left with, that. yeah, they're, they're not—they're buying a lot less at least okay. because they are afraid of polluting where they live For from sure. the processing of that plastic and all and all, yeah. all of it. Uh, it's going to force people to change over to things like compostable cups, things yeah. that just have to kind of disappear and go back to the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you feel like that? Is something that's possible for new business owners, or did you have something that allowed you to make that decision? I and like you said, it wasn't a decision, but it's a resource thing. So yeah. But does every new business owner of a coffee shop have that choice? I think they do. Yeah. You know, I really think they do. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people out there that won't spend, you know, the extra four cents, you know, on on, on saving the earth a little bit, or just appreciating what they have. You know, I think, but, you know, when it comes down to it, if you are a caring person and you think about, you know, the little things, then I really think there is definitely a decision of a new business owner. Like, I did not start here with a lot of money at all. Yeah. And, you know, we still decided that we wanted to do this just because it's a small impact, you know, and a small thing of just caring a little bit more. Yeah. You know, so I think that's definitely a decision that new business owners have. Because... I was just in class this morning. Um, our, our, our professor printed out something we had read on PDFs last night for class. Okay. She printed it out on paper, and I, I asked. This was like the fifth or sixth time she had done that, and I just I've been stewing on this for a while. Like, why are we printing this stuff that's already available to us digitally? Exactly. And you know, there's no real good answer. People are saying, "Well, we prefer reading it on paper." Well, okay, that's your preference. Mm-hmm. But there are sacrifices that need to be made so that we stop the destructive practices that have gotten us to where we are today and which will only get us further down a hole that becomes harder and harder to exactly. dig ourselves out of yeah. every day that we don't do anything. It's very, very true. So it's the smallest things that people can do. You know, it's and it's like all of it that transfers into coffee. You know, and I'm willing to pay that extra whatever four cents I'm sure whatever you guys pass on to us actually maybe don't tell me exactly (laughs) I don't think I know exactly what it cost (laughs) but it doesn't seem like you guys are suffering for it no I mean even if you know even if it was a little harder I still think it's worth it yeah you know it's just like 
it's just it's it's almost the same way of you know treating our customers and our beverages like with professionalism. Like yes, you can go to this other coffee shop and get a coffee that probably tastes fine, but you know just like you could go use a paper cup, but it's the experience and the knowledge that people put into that to make it just a little bit better. You know what I mean? So it's like you could go here to get a coffee, but if you want to. I don't know. I'm kind of lost in my train of thought right there. <laughs> That's okay. But I, I had a good example. <laughs> I can't think of it. <laughs> Have you noticed other businesses like yours around here? Business owners who are that conscious of the products that they bring to their customers in terms of how eco-friendly they are or how, I guess, how much care you put into every cup, every demi-tasse? You know? um, for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's definitely people that I, that I meet that don't do it whatsoever and they could care less because all I want is like you know a little bit more money but there's also the people that I've met that are you know kind of just like me and, and are doing the same thing and are improving their businesses in any way possible to increase the experience that right. they have at their restaurants and you know care about the rest a little bit more you know we recently did a collab with uh, Revival Ice Cream so all of our uh, our coffee is being served over there as coffee ice cream yeah oh wow so I don't think it's out quite yet but it will be out soon. I will be there. And the um, there. yeah, it's it's amazing. I just tried their honeycomb ice cream for oh. the first time like a week or two ago. That changed my life. Yeah, yeah. No, so like just for example, that's one of the businesses that um, are striving to do better. Yeah. You know, when we first started talking, she wanted to make sure that like all of our coffee was organic, and you know, is it come from the natural, sustainable sources? Because everything they use over there is 100% organic and it's made right there. I don't know if most people know that. No. But the ice cream is literally made in the back. Wow. You know, so I can just, you know, give them, walk over, give them coffee, and, you know, eat it the next day. It's beautiful. Or a few days, I think. I don't know. Sure. Um, but yeah, just small businesses like that. And we're actually collabing with Avarado Brewery soon and creating a coffee stout with them. So that'll be out ish soon ish that's really cool yeah, too. So we still have a lot of design work to do and what really we want our goal to be with the beer and i mean they're also a, a company that really cares about everything and you know jc the owner is a super rad dude and just knows about like what how to make an experience you know, yeah. it's not always you're going to this restaurant because the food's amazing you know you're going there because it's an experience and you guess you love the food but you also love the people that you're surrounding yourself in that, yeah. in that facility. I dig that. I've been there for happy hour my yeah. fair share of times. It's sick. I mean, the it's people a great are at beer garden, I mean, it's just, yeah. just welcoming. You know, and that's, I think that's what really draws people in. It draws people here, too. And exactly. it keeps them coming back. Yeah, I mean, that's our, that's our whole goal. Yeah. Is to create a space that people can come and they, they feel comfortable. And, you know, kind of going back to the outlets thing, you know, we have this giant community table and no outlets because we want people to conversate with each other. You know, instead of like, I promise you that you're the person you're going to talk to is more interesting than your computer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's just building a relationship with people, or just you know, anything can cheer up a day with anyone. Yeah, I mean, you have no idea what this person's going through sitting next to you. You know, and a simple like, hey, what's up, man? Like, you mind if I sit here, or you have a nice day? We'll, we'll see you later. Yeah. You know, just a few little things. I mean, you never, you, you don't know that person could not get a word said to them all day. You know, it's a really little things that, that, that matter. little connection, it's a little, that connection. little human interest, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> acknowledging that there's an actual human in that. Exactly. In that 
bag of bones. Yeah, and that's why when you come up to the register, I'm out, I'm going to ask you how you're doing. Yeah, you know, that backfired. Or what you're thinking? It <laughs> <laughs> definitely backfired on me one time. Oh no, I had yeah, I don't know. I had this like, there was this person that didn't look like they were doing so great, and I asked them, and I was like, you are you all right? And uh, they were great apparently, but they had like this. I guess resting bitch face. Oh no! And then uh, yeah, they did the not like me. I, don't, I haven't seen him back, unfortunately. So if you're listening, <laughs> know that I'm sorry. Please come back. <laughs> Please come back. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, man. To round this out, there's a question. Let me just make sure this is still going. Are we yep. still recording? Are we still live? Yeah. Perfect. All right. What questions are you asking yourself these days? Like. On a daily basis, or just like, is there one big question that stays in the back of your head all the time? Like, what, like, inquiries are you making to the universe, to Monterey, to whatever? What keeps you going? What are you questing after? It's a big question. Yeah. Whew. The people. I really think that's what keeps me going. I mean, I kind of posted on my personal Instagram the other day of of our team and you know of everything that has gone wrong here you know, it's the small moments that make it all worth it you know of, of, of a person or employee coming in here and not knowing anything about coffee to being so knowledgeable and can tell you pretty much anything about coffee and from that person like not being able to pour latte art to be pouring their first peach <laughs> we'll call it a monk's head but yeah. you know it's just like seeing people grow and seeing them be stoked on what you have created is one of the greatest things I think I've ever done. You know, I think I've always wanted to be some sort of teacher, and I didn't know how it was going to happen because, you know, I used to teach you know, little kids how to ride bikes, you know, at the skate park. Right. And uh, I was kind of their mentor, and they looked up to me because I was not only, like, I was pretty good, but, you know, they, they wanted to, to do the things that I was doing. And one of the greatest things is just, like, you know, seeing a kid drop in for the first time. You know, it was, it was something that I always felt so good about and seeing a like a little kid smile on his bike was just so amazing so you know I never really realized someone said the other day of like oh you are a teacher just in a different aspect and it's 100% true and I think that's the things that really keeps drawing me back in is just seeing the customers and the employees you know grow as people and building a relationship with the same you know employee and a customer but, you know just literally could be anything, you know, knowledge behind coffee or just just watching them grow is pretty amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what really keeps me going and why I've been working for the past year and a half for every day. You know, it's just, it's, it's all for the people. Yeah. It's all I want to ever do is just make other people happy. I think you're doing a good job, man. Well, I appreciate Keep that. Keep up the good work. Gabrielle. Gabrielle. <laughs> <laughs> his, all name's, right. his name's Gab. That, his yeah. Name's they, they know. Hopefully yeah. they know. Well, all right. Tyler, owner of Captain Stoker, open at 6.30 a.m. weekdays, closing at 4 p.m. Correct. 7.30 on the weekends. Correct. Closing at 4 p.m. Correct. Hopefully, get more, a little more employees in here, and we'll be open until 7. Cool. You know, trying to do the evening spot as well. Everybody needs that. La- I, I came in here for my afternoon boost today, so yeah. glad I did. Glad right, this man. happened. Thank Me you. Me too. Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, I'm excited for our listeners to hear what we have to say. Hopefully they'll be in here real soon. Swarming the swarming the door. <laughs> Sounds good. Alright, thank you. 
As you could hear, Tyler and I had a good time at that interview. I hope you did too. I really dig his perspective on sustainability being just a given at this point, and I think that's the kind of attitude that ought to be shared by any business owner, whether new or an old hand in the industry. It's what we need, and it's what the planet needs, and we need more of it. So, if you know of other businesses out there, Miss Radio is looking out into the community to find sustainably oriented business, whether it's a coffee shop, or a restaurant, retail location, anything. Let us know. If you know an owner who is just dying to be interviewed because of something that they're doing for the community or for the planet, we want to know. Send me an email at gbsanders at miss.edu. Or just come up to me or Angelo or Emmy on campus. We are always happy to talk and hear you out. Once again, thank you to Tyler Ellis and Captain Stoker for the interview and for hosting us and for all the good coffee that is to come. We'll be back soon on Miss Radio. Take it easy.